Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And for today's 2023 recap, I'm joined by Brittany Burgess. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Britt. It's been a bit since we've had you on here. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of nervous. Right. Like, don't forget how to do this shit, but <laughs> we got it. But this is like a perfect episode to have you back because you've had so much going on in your life. And I feel like <laughs> comparing our recap of 2022 to the recap of 2023 is going to be so completely different for you. It's so crazy because like I listened to what we did last year for the 2022 and it's so crazy like how full circle that it just it came and like I was saying to Ben too and like how quickly I feel like we just did that podcast. I know. I know and, and now I we're doing back to it as well and I almost never listen back to the podcast. Like yeah. I was talking to the, the clients, I think about this, and sometimes I'll re-listen to our coaching calls or live streams, but I never listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know. Honestly, the one that one though is like one of my favorites that like we've ever done. So I've listened to it a few times. Yeah, I love that one. And I, I'm excited to do this one as well because we both had like crazy years, honestly. Like so oh, many life events. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh my god. Right. So so to kick things off with our annual tradition, <laughs> as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast or following us on social media, we do a thing every year where we pick a word for the year. So I've been doing this since 2020, I think. And I find it super impactful and meaningful. I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. And we'll definitely chat about that a little later on. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have kind of a love-hate relationship with New Year's resolutions. But I find kind of having one main intention for the year that you can kind of filter everything through when it comes to all the decisions you're making in your life, whether it's relationships, business, fitness, all those aspects. It's so powerful to kind of have one guiding intention. And I've found for me personally anyways, that that makes a way bigger difference on how I show up than setting a particular goal for the year. That doesn't mean I don't have goals for the year. I just I'm more of a big picture person. So, yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, I and to just to go over my past words. So, the first time I ever did this back in I think it was 2020, my word of the year was clarity. 2021 was alignment. What? 2022 was decisiveness. That one was really powerful. I feel like that actually transformed who I was completely. Yeah. (laughs) Last year was growth. Now, it's really funny because when I set the intention for growth last year, I was kind kind of more so leaning towards business growth. And I feel like not that I didn't get business growth, but I got a shitload of personal growth. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> like that was not what I was anticipating. <laughs> so I'm like, when I was reflecting on it, I'm like, I didn't get the growth I expected, but I'm like, but I sure as hell got some growth. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy, eh? 
Right. So, so we'll unpack that a little bit. But before I reveal my word of the year, Britt, I want to know your word for 2024. And if I remember correctly, was your word last year not thrive? Yes. Okay. So I want to hear how that went. And I want to hear your word for 2024. Okay. So I definitely thrived. <laughs> I definitely survived and sorry, thrived and <laughs> thrived and survived. That's what it, and I, and I survived a lot of, I feel like, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but just for people that don't know, I did just have a baby in 2023. So this will make a hundred percent more sense. And I'll talk about that more, but so obviously huge year. And I definitely, I definitely am thriving. I am definitely thriving as a new mom. So has it been easy? No. <laughs> and I will touch on that. But with being a new mom and my life now is crazy. Like I used to complain all the time about being so busy and <laughs> how quickly, like, I just, I didn't have, you know, time for things and like how fast stuff goes. Can I tell you, once you have a baby, it's 10 times worse. Like I literally, I can't believe it's almost Christmas. I can't believe we're doing this podcast. Like it's gonna be 2024 soon. I just don't get it. Like my son is going to be like six months very shortly. Like it's crazy to me. So my word for 2024, and I'm going to make it make sense, but is essentially time. So that is my word for 2024 because I don't want to wish away time. I want to revel in it and time is free but it's priceless and i feel like having a kid he is growing so quick and i feel like i'm going to turn around and he's going to be a year old already and i'm obviously going to probably lose my shit and be a big baby about it but um i just time is free but it's priceless like you can't you can't own time but you can use it you can't keep it but you can freaking spend it but once you've lost it you can never get time back and like these almost six months with my son, like I said, like I flew by and like I go through his pictures all the time and I literally cannot believe it. And I wish I was more present in that time. Like I just was, I felt like I was wishing days away and I was wishing for, you know, his next milestones and I was wishing for him to be older, but like now like looking back at it and like how quickly he has grown, it's like really overwhelming. <laughs> I really like that word. I yeah. really like that for every reason. And <laughs> it's every reason because not just like for my son, but how busy and fast paced our lives are like, you know, with work and family and just so much shit going on. And then all of a sudden a year goes by and we're having this conversation. Like we're like, holy crap, I can't believe we're here. You blink and it's freaking gone, man. The days are long, but the years are freaking short. So true. And I think just relating it back to fitness a little bit too. So many people feel like they have to wait for the right time to start mm -hmm. their journey or the right time to get on track with their nutrition. Or a yeah. big one is, well, I need to get my nutrition in order before I hit the gym. Or I need to hit the gym and get consistent before I start working on my nutrition, right? There's never going to be a right time for anything. And your life is going to go by so quickly. Exactly. Like, it's freaking me out. And since having a baby... I like panic about it more. Like it's something that I'm like, oh my God, like it's just, it's crazy. Like I can't, I, it's crazy how quickly time actually goes by and the days go by. So pretty much like anything like I've been putting off or anything that you guys have been putting off, don't wait. That time will never be just right. Like it won't, but don't wish that time away either. So it goes both ways. 
Exactly. And allow yourself to enjoy every day and enjoy the process, even if there's things you're not happy about. Because trust me, like I get it. A lot of us are unhappy with our bodies or with certain things in our life. But try to find the joy in the present moment because you're never going to get that time back, Brit just said. Well, exactly. And I feel like we've had even even the bad days and the shit days, don't wish them away. Like I, with Colton, like my son, like I just, you know, there, we've obviously had really bad days and we've had, you know, nights where he won't sleep and it's the baby thing. But I just, there's going to be a time where he doesn't need me to go to sleep and he doesn't need me for certain things. So I'm like trying to also look at it in that perspective and just even the shitty moments, like just take it in. (laughs) Totally. I love that. What is your word? My word? So (laughs) this might seem like not a word that I would pick, but I want to, I'll back it up and I'll explain why. My word for 2024 is intuition. Okay. Because, and I'm going to touch on this more as we unpack today's episode, but um, something that I've found myself... I don't want to say struggling with, but like getting wrapped up in is almost taking too much advice from people I view as above me. Okay. Right. So I feel like I, I'm such a consumer of information. Like all I do every day is learn things. Like I can't shut off my brain. <laughs> I, and I always absorb content from the view of a coach. And I it's a huge struggle for me to shift that. Like whenever I'm doing anything, if I'm I don't really read, but if I'm I've been listening to audiobooks lately. So if I'm listening to an audiobook or if I'm listening to a podcast or I'm I do read articles, I guess, any anything that I'm absorbing or when I'm in coaching calls with like my mentors or anything, I'm like, how can I apply this to my clients? How can I make other people better by learning this? But I right. feel like sometimes I'm too tunnel visioned, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually want to trust my own gut more. Right. And that. in saying that, I also just want to be more open. It doesn't mean... I don't mean like more open-minded because I think I, I am pretty open-minded, but just more open for various opportunities instead of something that I do is I get so focused on one thing and I just like zone everything else out. And like nothing else matters to me except for like the finish line. Yeah. And I could have multiple finish lines in my life, but I just like laser vision in on the one thing that matters to me most in that aspect. Right. And I just don't care about anything else. So I just want to be more open to different aspects of life and different opportunities. Yeah. So my word is intuition and I just want to get more comfortable trusting my gut. I feel like I'm pretty good now at making decisions, but I want to make them more from a place within myself than based on evidence and facts, you know? I'm excited to hear from you when we do our in a year our next <laughs> podcast to see how how you did with that. <laughs> with that because that's a, that's a really good word. I like that one a lot. Yeah, and it's it's different than kind of my like natural persona, I guess you could say. But the the advice I gave last year as well, and if you haven't listened to last year's episode, was pick a word that is going to challenge you. Don't pick a word that you're like, oh, I like that. I'm really good at that thing. Pick something that aligns with you and 
And like, but that like you're kind of struggling with, you know? Yeah, something that's going to make a difference and drive the needle forward in your life. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, okay. intuition. Um, and if you guys are are listening to the podcast, obviously, like we recommend answer these questions for yourself. Even if you have to pause us for a minute and just you don't want to get skewed by what we're saying, just feel free to reflect on your own year and and answer these for yourself. Definitely. Okay. So our words. So intuition and time. Like I said, can't wait to chat about this in a year. <laughs> See where we're at. Okay. Next question. I'm excited for this one. So what are you most grateful for in 2023? Mm. There's so many answers for this one. I literally, I yeah. literally, I'm so grateful for so many things. But I have to say, my number one is Brendan. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's literally the best person that I know, and I'll get into that. But I'm also, I'm also really grateful for my prep this year. Not yeah. only because it really pushed me mentally and physically, but I was just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to prep and to get on stage twice. And I was just so happy with how it went. And I didn't suffer or struggle through that prep. Looking back, it was harder than I allowed myself to think at the time. But I couldn't have asked for a better prep and I couldn't have asked for any more from myself. So definitely really grateful for that experience. Really grateful for our clients. <laughs> really That's grateful cool. for <laughs> all of our supporters and listeners and followers, of course, as well. Um, yeah. Grateful for the team, for you, Britt. And huge shout out to freaking Ramsey because yes. like when you were off, my God. she literally hauled ass. She's a rock star. Shout out to Ramsey because yeah, she helped me so much this year. Um. And then I'm also just really grateful for, as a whole, all of the experiences I had in 2023. Like we, as a family, traveled a lot. We went to California. We went to Toronto. Like where else did we go? Went to Banff. Went to BC. Saw my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I got engaged this year. Mm So So did I. We both got engaged this year. Oh my God. That was like almost a year ago. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, so, <laughs> just grateful for grateful for all of the experiences and the really good people that I got to share them with this year. I love that. What about you? Okay, well, I think it's a little obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously so grateful for my son. <laughs> it is so crazy that yeah, you know, and it's so cheesy when people say you don't you don't know actual love until you have a child. I'm like, oh, it's whatever. I would, no, it's a hundred percent. I would kill somebody for this kid. It's crazy. I love him to death, and I am so grateful for him. But not only for him, I am so incredibly grateful for Ben, my family, my friends, like you, everyone, because the support that I received after giving birth. I will go into this when I was going through, you know, postpartum stuff crazy shit. I probably wouldn't have made it out on the other side like I did without the support from all of those people. Like Ben was a godsend. My mom was incredible. Like my dad, like everyone was just unreal. And I'm just so grateful for the support that I have because raising a kid and having a baby is no joke. And when they say like, it takes a village, it fucking takes a village. (laughs) And I'm just really grateful too, for having a positive 
birth experience as well. Like my birth, the labor, everything, healthy baby, like everything went really great. I was fine. Everything was good. I'm just, yeah, so, so incredibly grateful for all of those people. Like a huge year. (laughs) I love that. We both had crazy years. Obviously yours was a little more crazy than mine in terms of... I don't know. It goes like both ways. Because you had a crazy year in regards to like your prep and fucking killing it. And like you got engaged and like I got engaged and like I had a baby. Like it's just like different things, but they're both like huge. Like 2023 was huge. (laughs) Yours was just a little more permanent. Yes. (laughs) He's not going anywhere for a little bit. Right. I'm I'm so grateful also for like you and your family and everything. You know what I mean? Like pregnancy is so stressful. And then to just have everything go well is... I can only imagine the weight lifted off your shoulders. (laughs) It was like terrifying. Like so much shit and you know, like anything can happen. And I don't know, like I've never given birth before. I don't know. I've never been a mom before. And I just, I was so grateful. And it's just so grateful. Honestly, the hospital staff too. And like the nurses that we had were un, you know, it could go either or, and we had amazing staff. So I'm really grateful for that as well. Love it. Love it. All right. So I feel like I know your answer for this question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like they're all like kind of the same and I don't know it's like a full circle thing but what, what was the hardest part of 2023 for you becoming a mom <laughs> <laughs> that's becoming probably a mom. gonna be the hardest part of your life for the rest of it for the rest of my life like it's crazy like it's like the thing I'm most grateful for in 2023 but it was also the hardest part of 2023 like literally the hardest thing that I've ever gone through um, I feel like I'm really coming out the other side, but the newborn postpartum shit, man, like it's another level and it hits women differently a hundred percent. And it hit me like a fucking rock, like hormones. Like I, you know, was diagnosed with postpartum depression. You know, I had to see the doctor a couple times. It's just, it's really hard. No one, there's no book or anything that prepares you for that shit, man. And you get thrown into it. You have no idea what you're doing. Your hormones are all over the place. And then I'm already like, you know, I'm prone to anxiety and depression because I've I've dealt with it my whole life. So it was just heightened. And like, it was probably, I want to say from like July till probably beginning of September was like the absolute hardest, like between not sleeping and having a new baby and like dealing with the depression. And like, I just, words cannot even explain it. That was 100% the hardest part. Birth was nothing (laughs) compared to the (laughs) shit after. I I would give birth a thousand times over. I don't wish that kind of stuff on anyone. And unfortunately, I feel like postpartum depression and stuff is... It's a huge topic, but it's not talked about enough. But yeah, that was 100% the hardest part. And like I said, I am way better. And I've, you know, from the support from everybody and like Ben and my family and just like really working on myself. I am like in a way, way better place now, but that was 100% the hardest part. (laughs) So (laughs) without going too crazy in depth, because I feel like we could do a whole separate episode on this, but Mm -hmm. could you briefly speak to, I guess, like the identity part of it? Because I even remember when you were, were pregnant and you were kind of talking about how strange it was in terms of who you used to be. And now you almost feel like you're two people and just kind of like 
briefly walk us through that and then how your identity continued to shift once you had Colton and then found your way or began to find your way as becoming a new mom and then kind of where you're at now with it? I feel like that was the, I want to say the biggest thing that like affected me. Cause like, I, you know, like you just said, like my pregnancy, I was kind of losing my identity very slowly. I was, and I was like transitioning into that mom thing. And, and I kept telling myself, no, I got this. I got this. It's fine. It's good. It's good. And, you know, I gave birth and it was like, your whole, and obviously I, you know, this going into it, your life is going to change, but your life fucking changes and it changes so quick and you get thrown right into it. And I had no idea. I just even had moments where I was dissociating from myself and from Colton. And it was scaring the shit out of me because I had, I almost couldn't even form a bond with him because I had no idea who I was. And I was like, what is this thing in my house now that I have to keep alive? It was just so crazy. So I'm dealing with my own shit. Also feeling bad that I'm not bonding with him. And I'm like, I should, I should have this feeling like I should, why don't I feel like this way towards him right away? And I was like scaring myself and it was absolutely crazy. And even just like Ben and I, like it takes a toll on your relationship. It's like a whole other thing. So I just, I am still, and I know we just talked about this briefly, me and you, but I'm feeling a little more like myself, but I'm still lost. I'm still, and I'll talk about this later on with the other question, but I just, I feel like I still don't know who I am. I just still feel like I'm mom right now, which is, I am, but I also still need to be Brittany. And I've, I'm, I'm kind of finding her again. But it's still a little murky. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It just, it's it a is, lot. It's so much. And like I said, like some people just handle it differently. And that's how I handled it. And just my the hormones, man, and the, the it's crazy and the depression and like the shit I was going through and the baby blues, man, they hit you like crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I said, I'm coming out. A little bit and I can kind of see the light and I'm kind of very slowly trying to find myself again because that's it's very very important yes it's important to be a mom but I think to be a really good mom I have to be a really good me <laughs> yeah I like that you mentioned that as well because so many moms and like we work with a ton of moms in our program I'd say almost everyone is a mom or a parent or a dad right mm-hmm. not everyone but, but a large majority and yeah they struggle with this too. And I mean, if you don't start like finding yourself and and prioritizing some things that are important to you and your health and your goals, like mm-hmm. it can get worse and worse and worse and drag you down that dark hole. And like Britt said, like everyone handles it differently, but at the same time, you don't know the inside of what's going on in someone's life, right? You only see what they post on social media or what they tell you. I really felt like I was just like surviving. (laughs) Like I was just really, it's almost like I, it's crazy. And I was just, and this is why it goes like hand in hand with my, you know, my word for 2024, like time, because I felt like I was talking to my mom about this today that I, I was wishing away that stage so quickly because I fucking, I hated it. Like it was just brutal. But like looking back on it now, I wish that I didn't because he's never ever going to be that small again. And I feel like I wished away and I like I like I feel like I blacked out that whole situation. Like I don't even 
remember half of it. Like it's crazy. Like I dissociated myself completely from everything from him. Um, I just, and it's crazy. I was just thinking about it today and I'm like, Oh my God, I wish that I didn't wish that away. Cause he's never going to be that small again. I can't get that back. Right. It's wild. It's a crazy ride. I can only imagine. <laughs> what is your hardest part? 2023. Well, mine is definitely a lot simpler than yours. <laughs> I had, a, I honestly had a pretty easy 2023. It was probably one of the best years of my life, I would say. Yeah. But recently, the worst slash hardest part has been the fact that I've been dealing with health issues. Yeah. That have completely knocked the fuck out of me. And no one knows what's wrong with me. And I've had my multiple tests and they all come back normal and I'm waiting for more tests, but in Fort Mac, everything takes forever. And it's happened three times now. And every time it happens, it seems to be getting worse. And my symptoms are very odd. But I mean, the, the main symptom is excruciating pain so badly that I can't get out of bed for two weeks and I'm just going to the hospital and getting pain meds. Mm-hmm. And it's just scary because... I don't know when it's going to happen or how long it's going to last or what's causing it. And I think too, the frustrating part is not even just in terms of fitness, because obviously this year I've been really working on building my physique and, and staying really consistent. And I did a really good reverse diet after my show. And I was actually like so on point with my reverse diet right up until the end of August. And that's when I got like the second round of this flare up. And like I couldn't eat or train for two weeks. So that was really frustrating. Not to mention the fact that I was like in debilitating pain for two weeks. I was like, oh, whatever, two weeks, not a big deal. Keep going through my life. And then again, it hits me in November and it's okay. Another, it was three weeks that time, three weeks of your life completely gone. Go lay in bed and go to the hospital and pump yourself full of pain meds. Don't eat, don't train. And it's I've lost five weeks or more of my life yeah. being in pain. <laughs> so that was definitely the hardest part and just the most frustrating part. So I'm hoping yeah. that either it doesn't come back or I get some answers. But yeah. That's a health shit, especially when you don't know what's going on, is like the worst thing. Like <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah. And I mean, it's weird with this too. And I, I feel like, don't get me wrong, there's some amazing doctors, but a yeah. lot of doctors don't take you seriously when you're either like healthy and fit or really old. Like, they just assume, oh, you're sick because you're old or you're not that sick because you're young. So it's just, it's just frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. But I mean, I feel great right now. So that's the main thing. And it, it does, the one thing I can take from that is like how important health is and how quickly we just take it for granted. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you're someone who's, oh, I'll start my fitness journey after XYZ, pretend oh. your legs are cut off and your arms are blown off and your head is pounding and then go now try to start your fitness journey. You're going to be so fucking pissed off that you didn't start it last year when you were healthy because that shit can happen to you. Yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> like, literally, I mean, That's extreme. But seriously, when you don't have your health, you regret not taking action when you did. And sometimes yeah. it's too late. No, hundred percent. That's a, um, amazing. <laughs> Cause it can't like, it literally can change which knock on wood, it doesn't, but anything can happen. Anything can change tomorrow, right? Exactly. All right. What, okay. <laughs> what was your most meaningful accomplishment this past year? 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously becoming a mom, but I think to like kind of switch it is just being a badass in the sense of women are women are crazy, dude. Like, right. (laughs) Like birth is on another level. Like the fact that women's bodies can do that and I I did that is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> it still boggles my mind that my body grew another human being and like he came out of me. Like it is still it's still wild to me. And like he's sitting here now almost 6 months old. Like what? Like it's crazy. Like bodies are wild. Women are incredible. It's a, my biggest accomplishment, 100%, was giving birth and labor. Like, and it sounds silly, but that was, it was a huge accomplishment. I fucking killed it. <laughs> yeah. Was and it hard? You'll probably look back and appreciate the resilience you've displayed after the birth, too. Cause I know you're still in that. Yeah. I'm sure, even though it, it's challenging, it's only making you stronger. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know, man. Like looking back, and like I said, like it goes by so quick, and I feel like I blacked out the whole fucking situation. But there's parts that I do remember, and I'm also very thankful for drugs as well. Okay. Women that do that without drugs, kudos to you. You're amazing, because dude, let me tell you, yeah, that was my biggest accomplishment for sure. And I feel like I know what yours is. Mine. Yeah. What is her? Now I'm like, oh shit, is there something I should that's obvious more obvious? <laughs> no, I I don't know. <laughs> no, I would say my most meaningful accomplishment, not to brag, is like my triple gold medal achievement. There it is. See, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> I know. I always say this and then I would say I would tell someone not to say this, but I'm like, I know it was just a regional show. But fuck that. It was no. still triple gold i don't know anyone that's done triple gold i'm sure it's happened but you got a sword i know (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't even that it really wasn't even that it was the fact that i and i don't i hope this doesn't sound cocky not that i'm against being cocky but like i knew that i was ready going into that show that was the best part for me was like there was no doubt in my mind that like i was gonna do well yeah. And with any show, even if it's a small show, huge show, whatever, like you never know who's going to be there and you can never, hmm, I don't know. I think you can go in kind of cocky, but like you can get yeah. humbled real quick in bodybuilding, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think regardless, like when you know that you did your absolute best during prep and you show up confident in your physique, that is the best feeling. Like I still would be just as proud of myself if I wouldn't have even placed. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And then honestly, like going to nationals was really cool as well. Actually, I'll speak to this too, because I don't think a lot of people know this yet. So in Calgary, like that was a really great show. My feedback was great. When I went to nationals, obviously the, the level of competition there was extremely elevated. And I was competing in an open stream, meaning it's a non-drug tested stream and I was competing naturally. So regardless, like I support all competitors, don't care what people do, but it's very challenging to compete against people who are enhanced when you're not. Yeah. So my feedback at nationals was basically like, 
you are small as shit. <laughs> you have tiny <laughs> ass legs. <laughs> oh my God. Which is fair enough. And I was terrified when I started my prep that my legs were not going to be big enough to do wellness because I have a bit of body dysmorphia around my legs, but I've always had really small legs. And it took me like six years to get them to where they were. And the last time I prepped and the last time I even cut down, my legs were like the first thing to kind of like lose size. But they actually maintained size right up until Calgary, pretty darn good. But in that two weeks between the two shows, I did lose a bit of size off my legs, Mm -hmm. uh, which wasn't the goal. But I, I changed my posing. So I don't think it was like super obvious on stage anyways. And I filled out pretty good. But the reality is that I'm facing is unfortunately, unless I want to take a shitload of drugs, I don't have big enough legs to do well in wellness. That's the reality. And could I? Yes. But it would take me probably like eight to 10 years and a decent amount of enhancement to get to where I would actually be highly competitive. And I don't think that's my goal. So I actually can't remember if I told you this, but I'm planning on switching to bikini. Yeah, you did. I did. Okay. So I'm kind of reworking everything with my physique right now. I'm not 100% solid on that decision. Like I haven't fully decided it, but that's definitely the way I'm leaning. And I'll, I'll go into this in a different episode. But yeah, so that's that's one of the goals for getting on stage next is to switch divisions. When do you think you'll compete again? I'm thinking 2025, okay. but it might... Be 2026. Right. It's definitely not going to be 2024. Yeah. I'm excited though. Hey, maybe I can throw that on my goals. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey and I were talking about it. She wants to compete once she's done university. So, hey, maybe I'll give it a whirl. It'll be a goal. <laughs> not anytime well, you, soon. you freaking have big legs. So, you could probably do wellness. <laughs> I don't know. We'll give it a, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Let me get back on track and then maybe that'll be like, like a goal of mine. Because I would love to. And we talked about this before. And I'm pretty yeah. sure I talked about it on our podcast too. I would love to do that. I think it'd be fun to prep. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the same show because we live like across the country. But prep at the same time. Because even when I was prepping Rochelle yes. and I was in prep at the same time, it was super motivating. Oh, it's just like that extra support, right? Like you have someone that you know. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy. And like having someone like kind of like going along with you. Like that's mm-hmm. so helpful. Because literally, literally no one understands prep unless you've done it. Like you, like there's no possibility that someone could understand. And I'm not saying, oh, it's so difficult because there's a lot of things that are difficult, but like you don't actually understand unless you've been stage lean. Yeah. Actually. And I think even like when I look back to my first ever two shows, like I looked pretty good, especially at my first show, but I was not nearly as lean as I was this show. And it does change things. So girls were like, oh yeah, I competed. But let's be honest, they didn't... They were not conditioned enough. Like they had 13 plus percent body fat, like no visible six pack. You could see the water. Like obvious. It's different. It's different. When you get down to like under single digit body fat percentages, it's fucking wild. (laughs) Crazy. You look so good though. Like you killed it. (laughs) Thank you. To be honest, I can't believe I actually looked that good. <laughs> okay. This one, mm, I'm glad you're going first. Oh. I'm still thinking about it. Your biggest lesson of 2023. My biggest lesson. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So I think I kind of have, I kind of have two. The first one, and I mean, I've talked about this before. So you guys might be like, Christina, why are you saying this? But I'll explain it. The first one is trust yourself. Okay. And if you don't yet trust yourself, you need to build trust in yourself. And again, I'm I'm sure you guys can probably pick up the theme, especially with my word being intuition. I think a few of the things that happened this year that are leading me down this path was I went against a few things that I felt Mm -hmm. due to what more educated people were telling me to do because I thought that they were, they should be right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I then found out that maybe they were right, but it wasn't right for me. Right. So again, I think just having more faith in my own gut (laughs) is something that I learned the hard way this year. And just... I guess it's funny because I feel like competing really reaffirmed self-belief within myself and broke through a barrier when it comes to being able to be number one. Because I did talk about this in a podcast previously where I've always been a high achiever. I've always done really well in everything I've ever done, but I've never usually been number one. I'll always be like number two or in the top five, right? But now I'm like, fuck that. Like I can win the overall of anything. Like it's possible. I've done it before. And the only... like the the way that you rewire a belief is to give yourself evidence that an alternative is true. So now I know that I can win the top. Like I know I can be number one no matter what because I've done it before. So I think that's kind of like the first lesson. And I do think that it takes time to get there no matter what area of your life we're talking about. And if you're someone listening and you're relating this to your fitness journey, I had a conversation with a client about this recently. And they're like, well, how do I do this? You have to keep the promises you make to yourself. That's how you trust yourself. If you think about the people you don't trust, why don't you trust them? It's because they're flaky as shit, right? Why would you trust someone who lies to you and tells you something and does the other thing? You don't. So why would you trust yourself? Right. So yeah, if you tell yourself you're going to do something, follow through and do it. And if you break that promise, then take that information and apply it and go, okay, Instead of telling myself that I'm going to do this and continuing to not do it, even though this is the thing I want to do, I'm going to reduce that promise so that it's a smaller commitment so that I can actually follow through and I can build on that. I love that. And then the next one. So this was probably like the most powerful lesson that is really helping me in life. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's, there's kind of two parts to it, but it's... And this could seem obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me is that so many people see the world so differently. Yeah. And I know that and I knew that, but it wasn't apparent to me. I truly thought that everyone saw things the way I saw them. And I think that's why I struggled to connect with certain people so much. And it's funny because I never really seemed to struggle to connect with clients, at least most clients. But I think it's because I attract a very particular type of person when it comes to like our coaching. But in general, in general people in the world, I've I struggle to connect with most people. And yes, I could probably try a bit harder, but <laughs> I'm also not very social. But I, I truly didn't grasp the concept that, for example, someone might want to talk about something simply to talk about it. 
because yeah. I never want to talk about something just to talk about talk about it. I want to talk about something to get a solution to solve it. And yeah. when someone tries to talk to me, I'm trying to find a solution to their problem. But like some people apparently just want to talk about something just to talk about it. And that's <laughs> mind blowing to me. But I have to understand that and yeah. like recognize that other people have had completely different perspectives and like experiences that I have that completely shapes how they see things that could be way different than what I've done. So I need to be better at like meeting people where they're at to connect with them. And then the second part of that is just like going against the norm doesn't mean you're wrong and you shouldn't feel bad about it. And I don't Mm -hmm. just mean liking the color black when everyone else likes the color pink. I mean, if you, this is just an example, but if you go to an event and you literally want to sit in the corner by yourself and face the wall, you're not wrong for doing that. Yeah. Someone else might view it as wrong, but it's not actually wrong. They just don't like that. That's a silly example. That's the only one that popped into my head right now, but... But it makes sense though. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) Whatever. Right? Like, you do you. Everyone do them. (laughs) Okay. What about you? What's your biggest lesson from 2023? Man, you you kill those. (laughs) You kill those because I'm still like... I don't know. I guess... I guess it's my biggest lesson is that it's okay to feel lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think I like just with the world we live in and like this with social media and like everyone's perfect lives and you know, the TikToks and the day in the life with my newborn and the day in the life of <laughs> a fucking imp shut up. Like I can't. And I feel like I actually stopped going on social media. It's crazy. When I got really bad with my postpartum stuff because it was all fake fucking shit. No one's life looks like that with a newborn. You're telling me you put on a full face of makeup and you work out for two hours and you meal prep and have a clean, beautiful home and you're getting nine hours of sleep. Shut up. (laughs) Fuck right off. And it was my whole feed was just like, everyone's perfect lives. And like, I feel like it was like stressing me out even more. And it was making my anxiety so bad. Like, why do I feel this way? Like, why is my newborn not doing that? Like, why does our life not look like that? And like, then I was like, you need to stop going on social media. Like literally just stop going on TikTok. Stop watching all these stupid fucking influencers and their perfect stupid one minute a day in the life of with a newborn. Like it doesn't work like that. And And it's okay that your life doesn't look like that. And it's okay to feel fucking lost because I felt lost probably 85% of this year (laughs) between pregnancy and between becoming a new mom. I felt completely lost. But like, really, I guess the truth is that you don't owe anything to, you know, your younger self or your past self or like myself when I was pregnant or like myself when I had a newborn, but you owe everything to your current present self. And like, I feel like that's future self and your future family. Yeah. Like now and your future self, like who cares, like whatever. And it's okay that I felt lost and it's okay that I kind of still feel lost right now. And like, I just, I'm going to use that and I'm going to grow from it instead of running from it and making me feel bad about it because I do feel lost. (laughs) I think that's a really important message. Yeah. And I think to to build on that too, I think another one is 
it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Yes. Because <laughs> often we like humans don't like to feel uncomfortable. And I guess you could even say the same thing with loss. Like we don't like to feel lost. We like to have a clear path in front of us or feel like yeah. we're moving in a direction. But part of meaningful change and like meaningful transformation requires yeah. that discomfort. And that discomfort might appear as a sense of feeling lost, right? And anything new and anything different, anything meaningful is going to feel scary and uncomfortable, but you just have to stay the course. And that's why knowing yourself and trusting yourself is so important because if you don't know yourself and you don't trust yourself, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to stay the course. Like feeling lost is so normal, no matter how put together everyone around you seems. Like when you dig deeper and you really look into it, you realize that everyone is really just trying to figure it out as they go. Every, you know business owner is constantly trying to figure out how to reach more, you know, customers, clients. Every couple in a relationship is constantly trying to figure out how to keep it, you know, working with all the, you know, shit they go through. And every new parent is constantly trying to figure out how to maneuver their way through fucking parenthood. It's hard. Like feeling lost is a good thing because it's a sign of growth. Yeah. And if you didn't feel lost, you don't really care, right? So no, well exactly. <laughs> okay. I have another follow-up question. So this is something that I've been like playing with in my own brain. So I just want to hear your take on it. Okay. I've been playing with this concept and I keep going back and forth with it. And it's the concept of like, should I care more or should I care less? <laughs> because when you think of everything in the grand scheme of the entire world, we're like this tiny little speck in this massive universe and nothing really fucking matters. Like literally nothing. Another thing is like money isn't even real. Money is like a number on a fucking computer screen. Like it's not even backed by gold anymore. Like it's nothing is really anything. Like January 1st, what the fuck is that? Like New Year's are made up. The calendar's made up. The weeks are made up. So why do I even care about anything? And of course, it's not, oh, screw everything. Nothing matters. But it's, I get very like uptight about things. And I feel like sometimes I truly care too much. And I don't mean care in the sense of like compassion because that's a weakness of mine, showing empathy. <laughs> but I put so much effort into like everything. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I feel like sometimes I should just fucking take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm just going to chill today. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Like, I don't ever do that. Love it. But then on the flip side, I'm like, well, what the fuck's the point of life if I don't care about anything? And like, why would I waste my time chilling when I got things to do and goals to achieve? And yes, I do care a lot about things. And yes, I do put a lot of effort into things, but what else am I going to do? Right? So I keep <laughs> I keep like flip-flopping back and forth. And I'm like, that's what makes me me is the fact that I do put a lot of effort. But then there's the whole other side that's do just take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah. What's your take? Oh my God. I get where you're coming from, like in the sense of both, right? But I think for me and I think becoming a mom has pushed me really towards more of the, I could care less. I really could care less of, you know, what people think of me, what people think of, you know, what I think about, you know, I could care less that, you know, if there's a day that I'm like, oh my God, like I literally, I need to chill the fuck out. Or I have a day where I'm like, okay, let's fucking crush it today. I just feel like right now in the season of my life, like care less. And I feel like I'm less stressed because I already have so much other shit to be fucking stressed about. I just need to chill. <laughs> Interesting, because I feel like Brendan is very much of that same 
yeah. thought. But yeah. to me, and I'm not a high stress person, but I'm still feeling guilty about the fact that I basically was in bed for two weeks in pain. I'm like, I have to catch up. I'm not all that life that I lost. I know, but can then you needed that. You need to, you, you needed that. <laughs> and that goes for anything and anybody. Like some days I just need to literally just chill out and I just need to, you know, hang out with him and not like really worry about getting stuff done around the house. Like, I don't care if I have a clean house. I don't care if this isn't done yet. I don't care about like, I didn't put on any makeup today, like whatever. And then I have days where, you know, I'm completely opposite, but I, but I don't, I don't care. Like it is what it is. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> like less stress, man. That's also what I want in 2024 as well. <laughs> stress is a killer. Stress is yes. the epitome of most problems, I would say, including mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where are we with our questions? I think. Oh. What did you learn about yourself? Oh, what did I learn about myself? A few things, I guess. I learned that I can be number one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is hard. I didn't prepare anything for this question. Neither did I. (laughs) I'm just going to spew thoughts. I don't know. I spew it. I learned that something that I was really working on was like, tapping into feminine energy. Yes. And we have a podcast on it. Yeah. And I feel like that's partly <laughs> why I picked that intuitive into intuition as my word, because yeah. I want to continue that. But I also learned that that's not who I am. Like it feels so forced for me to try to, and it's not just being feminine in terms of being girly, but to just be in flow. And I think that's so funny that we just, we literally just talked about that. Cause I'm like, no, I can't just relax for it. I need to like, <laughs> I need to go to the gym and I need to have the best workout of my life. And if I don't, it's not good enough. And I need to redo it tomorrow and make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe I'm learning it. Maybe I'm still learning the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. What did you learn about yourself? I learned that I'm a pretty great mom. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I learned that I'm a pretty great mom. I I think I'm pretty great. I also learned too that I, besides that, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with this, but I am extremely, I am way stronger than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Like I've been through some shit in my life as everybody has. And I've, you know, seen some shit. I've dealt with the anxiety. I've dealt with the depression. You go through shit, but this was like completely different and like on another level of that stuff. And there was days where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it out on the other fucking side, but I did. <laughs> and I'm here and, you know, and I'm doing better than I was and we're killing it. And I'm killing it as a mom. I fucking love being a mom. Like, and it's crazy. Cause like, I, you don't feel like, I don't know. I didn't think I was like, okay, obviously I'm gonna be a good mom, but no, like I, and I love, and I just love being a mom. I love it. And looking back on like where I came from when he was first born is crazy because I just was like, I feel like I'm not a good mom. I feel like I'm awful. (laughs) And I now looking back on that and like where I am now with him and with me and with our little family, like I am obsessed with it and I love it. And I just, you know, I am way stronger than I think I am. I love that. That was such a powerful answer. 
another question that I I feel like is relevant. It's not exactly the same, but what advice would you give to the listeners when it comes to, I guess, like pushing their comfort zone, but also realizing their own strength? What advice would I give? Yeah. For someone who is maybe feeling weak, whether it's physically, mentally, whatever the case. I guess that really sit with yourself and analyze and assess why you're feeling like that, what is happening, what is going on around you. And another thing is don't try and do shit on your own, man. If you are struggling with something, if you're feeling you know, lost, if you're feeling weak and you're feeling like you don't know what the fuck is going on and try, don't do everything on your own. Reach out for freaking support, whether that be friends, family, doctors, who cares? Like your neighbor, someone on the street, like if it's literally someone you just need to talk to and don't try and be like this hero and try and do it on your own. Because I tried doing that in the beginning of all my shit, this, you know, with my postpartum stuff. And it was killing me. I was like trying to do it on my own. I was trying to be a hero and I was trying to be like, you know, nothing's bothering me. I'm fine. No, it's not. And it wasn't until I reached out and asked for help and, you know, support and like everyone rallied around me and helped me. And I wouldn't have gotten out on the other side like I did. That's a really good advice. It it reminds me there's that saying. I don't know if it's exactly this, but it's if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with go. a team or go with others yeah. or whatever. It's exactly that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. And I don't know. It's like definitely a shot to your ego when you have to reach out for help and people don't like to reach out for help, but like it truly is. And if it's something that you're, you know, it's, it's not like something you've been struggling with just a few days. If it's something that's like very ongoing and persistent and and it's something that sits with you all day, every day, and you're still, you know, ask for help. Like who cares? Like really who cares? Communicate. Like another thing I learned too is like communication. Like people can't read my mind. Ben can't read my mind. Like he should be able to, <laughs> but he doesn't and he can't, which makes sense. So like you need to speak up and you need to communicate, whether that be with, you know, your friends, your family, a doctor, anybody. Mm-hmm. Totally. And one thing too, like just relating it to fitness and like us as coaches, like one of the biggest game changers for clients or for anyone when you align with a coach and you start a program is like just having that mentorship and having that roadmap and that structure laid out for you. It helps you create space in your own brain. Because when you're trying to do everything on your own, your mind is so full and so overwhelmed that you don't actually have the mental capacity to grow. You don't even... Like you're just winging it and you can be working so hard, but you're never going to get to that next level because you don't actually have the space to find the staircase to that next level, right? Yeah. So that that goes especially in the coaching industry and in the fitness industry, but you can apply it to everything, to business. I'm sure it can be applied to to parenthood, to everything. Like when you are so overwhelmed and struggling and stressed, whether it's binge eating, nutrition, fitness, whatever, like you need that guidance so you can have the space to exist. <laughs> yeah. And on the note of communication too, for our clients, the the best check-ins are when the client is struggling because oh, yeah. a lot of the time, even with our clients at Cut and Conquer who are like top of the top, sometimes when they're struggling, they don't check in. 
And we can't help them. A, if you don't communicate to us that you're struggling, we don't know. And B, if you don't check in when you're struggling, you miss a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that check-in and you're not in the momentum and headspace where you want to be, or you've had a slip up, or you don't feel like you've progressed, that is the opportunity to turn things around. That's the opportunity to get the advice that you need, to get the feedback that you need. So we can start making changes and moving forward. Those are the most impactful check-ins of all. Yeah. So whether you're working with us or working with someone else, when you're struggling, you need to check in with your coach, with your mentor, with your support system. Always. Mm -hmm. Okay. So final question before we wrap it up, what are your goals for 2024? Okay. Well, obviously continuing being a badass mama. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I've only got really one goal, like a big goal. (laughs) And that is, and like I've kind of touched on this a little bit, but is really just finding myself again. Mm. Huge goal. Finding my identity again, you know, with being a mom, I'm not just a mom. Like I still have, you know, me and stuff I need to figure out. And I guess just finding my identity with that, finding myself again, you know, falling in love with fitness again, getting back into a very structured routine. Like I know it'll look different than it did, but I need to, you know, get into a routine again. And I need to just, I guess, really just, you know, just, yeah, find myself. And then something that's not so deep, but maybe start planning a wedding. Oh, that's fun. Ideally, maybe like October 2025. Okay. Are you going to do a Halloween wedding? Fuck yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other date to do it on? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know if that's bad luck or not, but I'm doing it. Whatever. I love it. Where are yours? I was also going to say, I'm just super proud of you because I know you've had a very transformative year and I know you've had ups and downs as expected with pregnancy and having a new son. (laughs) But I'm just super proud of you for how you've handled everything. I think you're great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. (laughs) Uh, My goals for 2024, at least the ones I want to share on here. (laughs) And they, they honestly have more to do with a feeling than an actual quantitative thing. Okay. So I want to be more mm-hmm. fun. Okay. Be more in fun. In my own way. Okay. I don't like conventional fun. And I know that that makes me boring, but as we already talked about, just because I'm not the way other people are, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. I want to have more fun in my own way, which does not involve conventional fun, but I just okay. want to be more fun. Yeah body that quality more. Love it. Um, I want to continue to improve and strengthen my leadership skills, both as a coach, both as the owner of the company and as like with within myself, like leading myself to a higher level. So mm-hmm. I want to continue to do that. And I want to, these kind of go hand in hand. I want to improve connections with people in my life and clients as well, which I think we do a really good job at at Cut and Comfort, but I still want to improve it more. Right. 
And it just kind of goes hand in hand with the with quality. I want everything to that I do and that we do to be high quality. And I don't just mean like high level luxury or anything. I mean like I want everything to be intentional and have a purpose, even when it comes right. to my own life and my food and everything. I don't want to just do things because I have to or because I feel like I should. I want it to be driving the needle forward and making the company better and the clients better and our team better and myself better and my family better with intention. I like that. <laughs> Those are good. I think another goal too, and this is so silly, but I would like to, I don't know, meet up with you. Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this year. <laughs> well, Ramsey too. Like you guys could meet up. You live Oh, like- we could meet up 100%. <laughs> I know. She can meet my little my little man. Yeah. It would make a lot more sense for me to come to you, especially because Ramsey is there too. And honestly, even though I like Fort Mac, <laughs> it's not the best place to visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not too bad out here. Yeah. It's not too bad, but yeah, that's a, a silly goal. Like maybe, maybe this is the year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've known you for how long now? <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like I know you. I mean, honestly, I, know. <laughs> I feel like we've met, but we've never actually met. I know it's so weird. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for the 2023 reflections episode. For those of you listening on the audio replay, let me know, let us know what is your word of the year. So take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your Instagram story, and post your word of the year and tag me at Nafina and tag Britt at B Burgess because we want to know what your word of the year is. I'm excited. I, I love, honestly, I love it. Once you introduced that to me, what was it? I think it was last year. I was like, yes, I'm doing this every single year now. And I think it's so fun. And once you start, like, just start, do it. It's just a word. It's so cool because then you can look back too and see how those words have influenced your year and helped you grow. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank and appreciate everyone tuning into the podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.